And of course, don't forget the process of elimination in this competition. Pinfall, submission, or count on. It takes a certain kind of man to scratch, claw, and climb his way to the very top of the mountain. spent speaking truth to power. This is Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. We are formed upon like no other and no one can break what we have created. <laughs> you don't laugh at the misfortunes of billionaires. Welcome everybody to Ring of Tyranny. It is Saturday, um, January 26th, 2019. I am Alan Johns. I am your host. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome one and all WrestleCast Nation. Hashtag WrestleCast Nation. Uh, I want to explain a little bit. Uh, normally our episode would have come out last night. And I tried to, I, I was planning to record the episode last night, but what, but what happened was kind of the same incident that happened last week that forced forced me to cut the episode short, and that was Impact uh, coming live on Twitch. So I had, I, I basically made an executive decision, guys. I, I, I decided to put off the podcast for one more day, uh, so that's going to give you a day to get through these ridiculous uh, Royal Rumble uh, predictions, visions I have for the event that is going to happen tomorrow night. Uh, I caught Impact. It was pretty good. I'm going to talk about it here in a minute. And, um, you know, we're I, I'm in talks with our producer, Bernie Prezito, and uh, he's working tirelessly behind the scenes here to figure out uh, whether we need to move recording the podcast to a new night, maybe Thursday night. Uh, we'll record the podcast on Thursday night, and you guys will get it on Friday, because now I basically went a full cycle of impacts. Uh, of course, I only got the first half of last week's uh, episode because I was trying to record the podcast when I realized it was live on Twitch. I thought it was an interesting it was an interesting show last night. There's a lot of interesting aspects to discuss, and, and we will uh, absolutely be doing that. Um, for some, if, if some of you are new to the show, um, I'm Alan Johns, uh, ex-emperor slash CEO of the Datafight Media Empire slash network, which was a, uh, well, it was becoming a further and further reaching network, a media network where we brought, um, yeah, we called it truth-telling. Some people might refer to it as, uh, conspiracy theorizing. Of course, uh, this was before, uh, this resurgence of flat earth and, uh, kind of silly things, uh, uh, like that. This out- outgrowth of the conspiracy theory industry with the incels and the, and the flat earth and, uh, anyway. Um, we, we, we had a good little operation going out there in Bass County, uh, population 13,000 at the time, I believe, and we started to, started to really take off. This went on for about a decade, we expanded, and then a couple years ago, a couple and a half years ago now, I guess a space alien, um, in outer space, uh, heard our show, and having 
obviously more advanced technology than ours because he was able to make a trip down to Earth, uh, which as far as we know from NASA and everything we know uh, from public institutions that are supposed to keep us abreast of these things, uh, we are not able to uh, uh, reach beings like him out there in outer space. But he saw the show. He came in from outer space. He um, affected a kind of a skinhead getup. He called himself Skinner. He amassed a group of rival truth-tellers up against me. Rival truth-telling, whatever that means. Um, and, yeah, the whole operation fell apart. Yeah, at the end of the ordeal... The space alien revealed to me that he was a space alien, and uh, so I wouldn't be able to do the show. He stole my voice and took it back to outer space with him. Well, uh, about half a year ago, two years after that, the voice came back, and my wife and I discussed it. I wanted to return to broadcasting as soon as possible. You know, I got it in my blood. I got it in my bones. I'm a born broadcaster, a third-generation broadcaster, first-generation podcaster, and... Well, basically, we felt it would be best if I stayed away from the truth-telling and kind of make this podcast a truth-telling-free zone, call it Ring of Tyranny, and bring you uh, the best in wrestling, well, some of the best in wrestling coverage, uh, WrestleCast Nation out there, and, um, you know... Uh, there is a little thing where uh, the space alien has uh, emerged and he's been interfering with our show, putting his laughter in the show. Uh, but our producer, Bernie Prezito, has worked tirelessly to block out his laughter. I did hear it in the song. Uh, he managed to get it in the theme song, and I, and I apologize for that. But other than that, from what I've heard, those bleeps and bloops uh, that are the algorithm Bernie Prezito created have been doing their job of blocking him out. Speaking of Bernie, we've got uh, this new segment here. It's a movie review segment uh, featuring none other than the executive producer himself. Uh, here's Bernie Prezito. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us uh, for another segment of Bernie's uh, Pick Flicks. It's the movie review segment in the middle of Ring of Tyranny, the WrestleCast, of which I am, of course, your proud producer. Bernie Presido. Um, this week on the segment, we're gonna be reviewing. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. I didn't really write a movie down. I was kind of so. So my brother Donnie had he managed to finagle <laughs> a little. Uh, the way he does a little segment on the show Um, we're doubling well maybe I'll just make this like an executive producer announcement so let's pretend there's a movie called executive producer announcement and uh, in the movie the executive producer has a wrestle cast called uh, ring of fear and fear fear ring of fear and uh, that producer makes an announcement that his brother has also gotten well the executive producer gets a movie review segment on on the wrestlecast ring of fear and then his brother uh ding dong donnie maybe he'd be ding maybe he'd be bing bong benny in in the movie version and ring of fear but in real life Ding Dong Donnie has a music review segment at the end of this show, closer to the end. We're doubling the length of the show so we can get more in-depth 
Alan can hopefully uh, get less scatterbrained and get his points across because he's constantly upset afterwards uh, after we release an episode that he didn't get everything across he wanted to do. Anyway, stay tuned, guys, for Ding Dong Donnie's music review segment, and thank you. Back to you, Alan. Well, thanks, Bernie, for that uh, review, or I guess that pitch for executive producer announcement. I thought it sounded all right. I'd probably watch the movie. And like he said, folks, stay tuned uh, for the rest of the podcast. We're doubling the length of the podcast. It's going to be about 45 minutes. Uh, I was kind of explaining last week, we're going to go from a Seinfeld slash Big Bang Theory uh, length to more of a Law & Order slash CSI Miami length. And uh, we hope that's going to be okay for you. It's uh, because I can get a little more in depth and get my thoughts out a little slower, try to get everything I want in. I, I missed a few things last week, like the Velveteen Dream promo uh, a couple weeks ago that was just amazing. I'm hoping maybe he's going to be a surprise call-up. We'll see. I uh, might fall in with my predictions. My predictions are, uh, for this one are a little outlandish, folks. I think I'm maybe reading too far into it. And let me explain the situation. I, uh, last week, I didn't really get to get that in-depth because I realized I was recording the podcast an hour into the live stream of Impact on Twitch. So... Um, I tried to record it last night, and the same thing happened, and I ended up watching the episode instead, which I will review momentarily. But what happened tonight is I was planning to record, and NXT TakeOver came on, which I absolutely forgot. Uh, You know, well, I knew it was going to happen, but the good thing about NXT uh, TakeOvers, in contrast to Impact on Twitch, is you can watch them later, which is what I'm going to do. I saw the Aleister Black Tommaso Champa match, and I saw a little bit of the War Raiders Undisputed Era match, but I don't think it ruined anything for me, and if my ridiculous, ludicrous uh, predictions are correct, I want to get them on the record before I've actually seen it or read anything about it. I had to make a trip out to pick up some equipment and I missed the middle of the show completely, so maybe what I'm about to predict has already been proven wrong, but I think uh, with the recent events of the McMahons and the authority saying that they are going to make some big changes and make some big waves, uh, well, maybe I'm right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll find out soon enough, won't we, because this is the weekend of the Royal Rumble. But, First, let's talk about Impact Wrestling. So, uh, Impact a couple weeks ago, we had uh, Moose versus Brian Cage. Kind of, I like both wrestlers, but this kind of wasn't a great match. Um, Scarlett Bordeaux announces that the winner of her contest is her. She's going to be returning to the ring. And Tessa Blanchard, uh, well, Tessa Blanchard kind of freaked out backstage about losing her title at homecoming and attacked an innocent PA, almost killed her. And then Gail Kim ran in trying to aid the innocent uh, PA, and Tessa Blanchard tried to strangle her with a cord. Um, both of these actions amount to either assault or attempted murder, if you want to get real harsh about it, and Tessa Blanchard was, uh, lucky for her, only suspended from the show, even though it was on TV, and and I would imagine that the authorities, you know, if they happened to catch it, would uh, maybe question for a minute whether they should should bring her in. But I'm glad she's suspended, and it was a good segment overall. She is scary. Uh, we had LAX versus OVE at the end of the... Like I said, I missed the first hour. But in between... Uh, so on the commercial... These are the commercial breaks on cable. What they were doing in the first uh, live stream from Twitch was playing old matches from TNA, from the TNA days. 
uh, little GWN recaps, match of the week things, but now they've got, uh, so last week in this episode with the Tessa Blanchard attempted murder, um, they had Josh Matthews kind of chatting with the chat room, so there's a live chat on Twitch, and you can interact with Josh Matthews, and... Uh, he's live, and then we go back to the show. I mean, it's a little deceiving because Josh, Matthew, uh, Josh Matthews and Don Callis are, 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 are commentating on the show, so you wonder, oh, how do you get from there to there so fast? He has a tram. Maybe they're just... I, 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 anyway, it's fun. You can talk to him and answer some of the questions, and it, it was, uh, you know, it, it is what it was. It's interesting. It's the only wrestling company doing that, as far as I know, and it is. Very interesting to me. So at the end of that episode, we had uh, OVE versus LAX, kind of a return to a classic feud, a classic match, and it was uh, pretty classic, pretty kind of unmemorable, but uh, the memories came out right after, because right when Impact was over, uh, Twitch streamed the Barbed Wire Massacre 3, which was the hardcore match between LAX and OVE, kind of the year anniversary of it from 2017, and we got to see the Barbed Wire Massacre 3 in action again. This was a match that was censored by Pop TV when it originally aired, because Pop TV said it was too brutal for a unsuspecting cable audience. So, that aired on Twitch, and that's what played right after the episode, right after the one-year anniversary match between OVE and LAX, which LAX won, and I think it was for the titles. They retained their titles either way. Anyway, so, Impact, last night, January 25th, 2019. This was... A pretty good episode. Uh, pretty good episode of Impact. Let's see if we if we can run through the things. Well, there was the news, of course, that Abyss and Sanjay Dutt are on their way to WWE to help NXT in a creative role, which I think is a pretty good move, and both would be suited for. We all know, as fans of TNA and Impact, how hard working they are and how creative they are. I think Joseph Parks is... Uh, I loved that whole uh, storyline, you know, that happened a couple years ago. I really enjoyed it. Some people didn't. I enjoyed the lawyer gimmick, Park and Park, uh, even with all ego Ethan Page, who I guess has returned to being his normal all ego Ethan Page self. Um, so the January 25th, 2019 episode of Impact TV Live on Twitch started with a match between uh, Rich Swan and a luchador uh, who it was uh, Hijo del Vikingo. And really, this was just an excuse for Rich Swan to win the match after a little bit. And OVE came out, led by Sally, Sammy Callahan, who's telling Rich Swan, you know, he helped him when he, Sammy helped Rich Swan when Rich Swan was homeless. He gave him a place to stay and food to eat. And now Rich Swan needs to repay him by joining OVE and making them a much fiercer group, which he had in the chat room on the Twitch live. Uh, both sides kind of speaking out, telling, telling Rich Swan he should join, telling uh, Rich Swan he should refuse. And Rich Swan ultimately did refuse and was kind of rude about it, honestly, but if, uh, to be fair, Sammy Callahan uh, pushing it the way that he pushed it in Rich Swan's face in the first place, he kind of aired a bunch of dirty laundry and you have to wonder whether or not Sammy okayed that with Rich Swan beforehand. Let's hope he did, but um, Rich Swan said no. Well, he didn't say no. He said... It's uh, it's a great design, but it's not the right fit. And he put the shirt back in Sammy's hand, and Rich Swan left. 
And Sammy said he didn't say no. So Sammy was very excited that Rich Swan didn't say no. We'll see if that amounts to anything. So the last week on Impact, Josh Matthews was hosting the commercial chat, the commercial breaks. There was kind of a chat uh, between one of the Impact personalities in the audience. This week we had Don Callis and another guy. I can't remember his name now, but... Anyway, they were having fun in the chat. They keep shouting out things, and, and uh, I think his name was Brian. He's asking Don Callis questions, and Don Callis is answering. They were reading things off the board, and it was all in all, it was pretty fun. Uh, we had a tie of Valkyrie title defense versus Kiera, so they're in Mexico City for this episode, uh, January 25th, 2019 Impact, and Taya Valkyrie's very uh, popular in Mexico City, as is Kyla, and Kyla lost the match, of course, as kind of a kind of a clunky match. Uh, I wonder, maybe uh, Taya Valkyrie had some wobbly legs from the flight, I, I don't know, but there was something a little off about it. Anyway, Taya Valkyrie retained in the made a speech about how much she loves Mexico, and then we had a very uh, interesting segment to me being a fan of that 70s show we had the rascals trey miguel uh Desmond xavier and uh they were around the round table and it was spinning around and it was like they were uh smoking something they should have been shouldn't have been smoking and it was like a tribute to that 70s show when eric and uh and kelso and uh, they would uh, they would uh, do that. They'd have a funny conversation around the table with the funny wallpaper in the background while the rascals were having a funny conversation and they were getting a little goofy. And I actually enjoyed this segment a lot. Of course, would like to mention that one of my favorite, absolute favorite episodes of that 70s show is when Red takes Eric and the gang to uh, the wrestling show. And you should try to seek that out. I have no idea what episode number that is. If I was better at preparing for this or th- re- re- thought that I would remember that, I would have put that in the notes here, but but I didn't. So uh, Google that 70s show wrestling episode. Uh, there's a pretty good episode where Red takes the gang to the wrestling show and they have a great time. Anyway, back to Impact. Uh, the Rascals had a match with the Desi Hit Squad. Uh, just a fun match. The Rascals won, of course. I think Desi... Hit Squad, they're probably, you know, they're not going to win a whole lot of matches. Uh, uh, That's not really their thing. Uh, Then we had Trey versus Ethan Page back in the saddle again. Ethan Page, uh, they had this match. Uh, It was a pretty good match. It was fun to watch. It was a good match. Well done, well executed. The winner was Trey. And uh, like I said a couple episodes ago, you watch out for this Trey. You watch out for Trey. The last, uh, you know, he's he's really good. He's really, really good. He's going to be on the radar. Watch out. Let's hope none of this A and W funny vi- business uh, goes down with him. I just want to. I just want to be able to see these people and not have to susp- subscribe to thirty billion different things. Anyway, uh, after that, I was having a lot of a lot of fun in the chats. Uh, I think from now on, if I do, if I'm able to catch Impact on Twitch, which which fortunately I have been able to the past few weeks. I think I'm going to full screen it so that I can't see the chat uh, while the show is going on and minimize so I can see the chat during what are apparently the commercial breaks on, on the cable stream. Uh, instead, we get to chat with Don Callis, and it's a good time. Uh, there was the Impact World Championship with Johnny Impact uh, versus Killer Cross. Uh, it was no contest. Moose interfered. Moose was wearing a glittery silvery shirt for some reason. And uh, after that, Scarlett Bordeaux showed up on the chat for a minute, and uh, people said terrible things. But uh, if 
you want to have a good time on Friday, you're not doing anything, you're not going anywhere, well, maybe you should try the Impact uh, stream on Twitch. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun interacting. We, we got to interact with Don Callis this week. They said they're bringing in other personalities for the other week, so I think it's a, it's a great thing, actually, and everybody seemed to be having a good time. Look for me there. If, I, if, if, if you're in there, I'm in there as Ring of Tyranny. That's me, Alan Johns. Uh, we can talk about the show, or, you know, we can just uh, talk about uh, Impact. Impact Act is great. You know, there was a, a funny thing in there. There uh, During a couple of the matches that they aired, there was this, he looks like he's 19 years old, referee uh, that the people in the chat were calling Kid Ref, so there were a whole bunch of funny things about Kid Ref. Uh, I made a joke um, saying, uh, breaking news, Kid Ref signed uh, to AEW Wrestling, and I got an LOL uh, from someone in the chat on that, so that, that can be fun if you're into that kind of thing. Um, go have some fun, but try... Don't worry about being nasty. Everybody else in the chat is is gonna be plenty nasty for every everyone uh, around. Um, on to MLW, MLW Fusion, which is my number one wrestling show and I think should be the focus of Ring of Tyranny. Uh, we're going to make sure that we're always uh, reviewing MLW Fusion, which I could have watched another one, but I'm going to save it for next week so that we don't clog this thing up too much and it doesn't get too confusing. This was MLW Fusion episode 40. Uh, started with Shane Strickland versus Roosh. I believe this must be... Roosh's last match or second to last match or maybe he's uh maybe Ring of Honor is gonna let him honor some contracts and he's gonna do some more filmings with uh MLW Fusion uh that remains to be seen I I'd love to see it though I think we're just fun to watch and this was a good match so um both performers Shane Strickland who's who's gonna eat him up did AEW sign him yet I mean who's gonna get this guy up he's great the swerve the swerve you gotta get the swerve you gotta get the swerve you gotta get the swerve we had uh Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I really did like this on MLW Fusion. The ran the, 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 the theme song with the steel drum, the rum pum 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 It's like this, uh, this loop, this, this hip-hop loop with a, with a steel drum. It's a great, great theme. It's probably definitely my favorite theme, uh, of the current crop of wrestling TV shows. But, uh, they didn't start it until the first match ended. So it was kind of like this delayed six minutes until they played the opening credits. Kind of like a raising Arizona type thing or something and it was fun I, I loved it and uh the show uh went on we had um the gringo loco versus the returning Ricky Martinez who for some reason wears an eye patch when he comes out to the ring and takes it off when he gets in the ring which is fun I I, I guess from uh, Promociones Dorado accompanied by Selena De La Renta, he won the match. He beat up Gringo Loco. Gringo Loco, uh, silly as he is, is, he's a good wrestler. He puts on a good match. He makes it entertaining, and he's kind of a goofball, but but it's fun to watch. Uh, he certainly adds to the show something that not a lot of the other performers may add to the show. Anyway, after this, we had Ace Romero showing up to fight uh, Ariel Dominguez, who was, uh, you know, if, if Ace Romero was a pumpkin, then Ariel Dominguez was a grape, and uh, the pumpkin squashed the grape, but what was fun about this match was Barrington Hughes, who called himself, I think he called himself, the patron saint of the super heavyweights, was sitting ringside with the commentators watching the match, he said of uh, Ace Romero, who is also probably, I mean, 
uh, visually anyway, looks like he would most certainly be in the super heavyweights division with Barrington Hughes. He said that Ish Romero was a bully, and he, Barrington Hughes, does not like bullies. And after the match, after, uh, the pumpkin Ace Romero squashed the grape out of Dominguez, uh, Barrington Hughes stood up because Ace Romero kind of gave him the eye, and Barrington Hughes took off his sunglasses and gave him the eye right back, and it was great to watch. He stared him down, he stared that bully down, and, and I can assume they're gonna have a super heavyweights match soon. Um, you know, that might be appropriate at an event called Super Fight that I believe is taking place in Philadelphia on February 2nd, next Saturday. Uh, well, that's going to be one I'm looking forward to reviewing. Loki versus Tom Waller. Yes, we've been building up to this for a while. Okay, on MLW Fusion after that, uh, I believe there was a Loki promo. Uh, we had also a, uh, Tom, you know, Loki did his thing with the belt, and he's gonna destroy whoever. Tom Waller filmed a promo from, like, a field, and he looked like he was out there just kind of clearing his head or something, and, and he started getting real into it. He called Selena De La Renta, Selena the Teenage Witch, and I did think that was funny, and it was a great promo. Go back, watch the show, watch the promo. Tom Waller, he, uh, I, I think, uh, I think... MLW, Core Bauer, and, you know, Tony Schiavone, everyone involved says he's the future. I think he has a real, real fight, an MMA thing going on this weekend, but he's great. He's great, uh, great talent to have, great talent to have at the top, and, um, you know, Loki is claiming to have been champion of this organization for 15 years. Um, we'll see. It'd be, it'd be interesting to have Tom Lawler be the guy to take it off of him. Loki, I think, might do well in AEW, you know, the place where I used to get the cheese curds is what I keep, keep saying. If you guys ever went to those A&W restaurants, uh, AEW, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe it'd be funny if they had a cheese curds character or root beer, you know, the announcer, a referee named root beer. Anyway, um, F, uh, we had a closing match, uh, our foundation, Davy Boy Smith and Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. also had a pretty good promo. This was a video promo. He was um, in front of some tall building, and he said he would chase Tommy Dreamer to the end of the earth. Oh, I forgot to mention earlier, Tommy Dreamer and Conan are filling the vacated spots at Impact, left by Sanjay Dutt and Abyss, and as Sanjay Dutt and Abyss make their way to WWE, to NXT, to help with the creative there, uh, Conan, keeping it 100's Conan, and Tommy Dreamer are filling those creative spots at Impact, left by those two, those two champions of man. Let's wish them the best, Sanjay Dutt and Abyss. Uh, we wish you the best at NXT. Anyway, Heart uh, Foundation, Davey Boy Smith, Brian Pillman Jr., took on the Dirty Blondes, and they defeated the Dirty Blondes, and um, after this, MLW Battle Riot kind of replayed, and I had forgotten about Teddy Hart's performance in the Battle Riot. He basically gets in there, and six guys just got eliminated, and they're on the side of the ring, and he just moonsaults out of the dang ring, uh, right onto the group of guys, knocking them all out, and of course taking himself out of the competition. It was a great spot, and... Um, MLW Fusion, honestly, this is already my AEW, though I will say, I, uh, you know, guys, I'm not really familiar with the Young Bucks, this whole Bullet Club thing, I don't watch Ring of Honor, I don't really like the presentation, I like Impact, I like MLW Fusion now that that's around, but, um, I wasn't too familiar with this stuff, so I recently started watching Being the, the Elite, and if you want the perspective from an outsider, I started with episode 135, I also watched 134, which covered the... All Elite Wrestling Announcement Rally uh, in Jacksonville that they, you know, where Chris Jericho showed up in Surprise the Wrestling World with his announcement that he was going to be in the company and change the 
uh, wrestling forever. And so I started watching Being the Elite. I watched a couple episodes, and I got to say, it's great. I can see why these guys are so popular. Super Kick Party, uh, Being the Elite, the Elite's a fun show. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a WrestleCast fan myself. I've been hearing from a lot of WrestleCast. They're worried. They think people, you know, I think these guys are going to do okay. When you watch Being the Elite, if you have any doubts about AEW's creative or if they can pull something off, uh, just check out Being the Elite. It's kind of amateurish, but you, you can see that there's a seed there, something that can, can be turned into something big. Um, so that was fun. It's very meta. It's also very, it's just very fun. In uh, episode 135, they talked to MJF for a little bit. There's a segment where Hangman Page, uh, they're going to go into a restaurant to get some food, and Hangman Page is in his wrestling gear, and he says, uh, it's good enough for Pac. Pac. Pac dressed in his gear, and they were like, yeah, but Pac looks like a million bucks, and you look like a sack of potatoes. And so he puts on his uh, his jeans, and he so he can go into the restaurant. He still looks a little ridiculous, you know, with the leather vest and the bandana around his neck, but this was all fun. Uh, MJF is fun. Cody is fun. Uh, I recommend being the elite, and I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be catching up on it because it's actually it's actually something in wrestling that's never been done before, a different angle to approach the the whole idea of it and the whole idea of how it's uh, how it's made. It's interesting. It has tons of followers, too, so I can see how they're making this happen. I'm going to be interested to see that, but... At the moment, MLW Fusion is the creme de la creme uh, of my wrestling experience right now. And uh, I recommend that you watch MLW Fusion. Get caught up. A good place to start is going to be this this, this, this this super fight night, February 2nd, Saturday, February 2nd, one week from today. Uh, this is uh, Saturday that we're recording this, a day late, as I explained. Um... WWE got me all mixed up now. I'm about to lay some WWE crazy ideas on you guys uh, having to do with their whole push that something's changing, something's going to be different. They booked Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar, so let's get down to it. Uh, I saw a couple things from NXT, and um, I didn't see anything that would affect my predictions. I'm not going to give predictions for NXT, but... Part of the NXT results do affect my prediction, so I will be looking right after I finish the show. It has to be done. Um, I don't have time to look. I didn't have time to look anymore. I'm going to watch them all day. Anyway, on to the, the WWE, but it's going to be a, a big last chunk of the show. So first, I want to change things up a little bit so we can take a little breather. And uh, let's, ha- let's, let's listen to this new segment, and another new segment. Uh, the brother of our executive producer who works tirelessly to bring you the podcast every week, Bernie Prezito. This is his brother, Donnie Prezito's uh, music review segment. Um, let's see, what did he... Uh, Donnie's Unsane Picks. Thank you, Mr. Alan Johns, and welcome everyone to Donnie's Unsane Picks. Uh, this is Donnie Prosciutto. I'm going to be hosting this segment of the Ring of Tyranny podcast, hosted, of course, by my, my bro, Alan Johns. You know, I know Alan Johns from the way back. I'm the one that introduced him to my brother, who is the executive producer of this podcast, and thus, uh, those connections and all that good stuff, that's like what got me this segment, and I'm really excited about this segment. Um, we're going to be reviewing like different 
uh, albums every week. Somebody, uh, you know, and if you want to know a little bit about my tastes, I'll just tell you it's in the name. Unsane Picks. Unsane, in my opinion, is the greatest band of all time. I'm into the New York hardcore. Unsane, H2O, Quicksand. But today we're going to be talking about a different album, and that's kind of going to be like a lesser known album. And it's uh, really it's just a collection of songs on SoundCloud. www.soundcloud. S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D.com on the internet and you need to look up on soundcloud in the search bar type in the lombo combo all one word this is a, a, a kind of a uh, spread out collection of songs they're all kind of different they're all kind of good in their own way and i think you know in the future we're going to just be looking up albums on soundcloud so get it out of the way now get to the site www.soundcloud.com soundcloud.com type in the lombo combo t-h-e-l-o-m-b-o C-O-M-B-O, all one word, into the search bar there, and check it out. Check out uh, my boy, the Lombo Combo's album. You're going to love it. Bada bing, bada boom. boom. Well, thank you, Donnie, for that uh, review of the Lombo Combo SoundCloud page, I guess. Um, and uh, we'll try next week, folks, to get Donnie to review something a little more substantial, you know, something that's been, like, uh, actually released. I've never heard of this, the Lombo Combo. Though, to be fair, I've never listened to those other bands you're always talking about, uh, Insane and and uh, Quicks, Quicksilver, Quicksand, Quicksand, and uh, um, Hydrogen. Um, uh, anyway, folks, well, uh, let's move on to the WWE news, okay? We got a lot of predictions to make. A Royal Rumble is in less than 24 hours, so I hope, you know, maybe you just have a spot on Sunday to listen to this thing. I don't really. I wouldn't have the spot, but maybe maybe you do, and, and hopefully you'll listen to it, because I have a feeling I'm going to call exactly what the WWE is trying, trying to do, and uh, you can... Uh, you can chalk it up to my experience as a truth teller, as a researcher of the truth, of trying to find out what people have actually done when they're claiming they've done something different and they're trying to take you along for a ride and write the narrative so that you can't think for yourself about the narrative that you're being provided with. They try to think, uh, tell you how to think in the narrative, and Vince McMahon is especially tricky with this, and I think, uh, well, anyway, let's get to it. So on Raw this week... Again, I was falling in and out of sleep. This has not changed. The the McMahons are back on the show, but I'm falling in and out of sleep all the way through the show. And it's 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 difficult to follow, you know, when you're falling asleep half the time. Brock Lesnar came out, made a rare appearance. Good to see him. Good to see the champ. Good to see the legend in person. But, you know, like everybody else, I think it's kind of time to give up the belt, Brock. And if you're not going to be on the show, if you're not going to be there all the time, even if that's Vince McMahon's request, which I don't know why it would be, because it doesn't make any sense, and it's driving everyone insane, this is about boiling point at this point. Everyone's kind of resolved to just see it go at the Royal Rumble, and if it doesn't go at that point, you're not going to have any audience left. But at the Royal Rumble, they have an opportunity here to make some big changes. And so they made a big surprise announcement. Finn Balor is going to challenge Brock uh, for the belt. Uh, I don't exactly remember why. But, you know, they did this thing. Vince McMahon came out and they did this whole talk about David and Goliath. Uh, Finn Balor's David, obviously, and Brock Lesnar and Goliath. And they got the story all wrong. Vince repeatedly said that he doesn't believe in fairy tales, which... That's fine, but do you believe in the Bible, Vince? I mean, you know, sometimes this show is really good at communicating to an audience that it really wishes it could be more offensive than it is. 
ever since they got the shareholders. That's all I'm saying, ever since they went public. It seems like they're always hinting at they would like to be more offensive than they are. Uh, and, you know, at that point, if you're not going to be allowed to be offensive, why hint? I mean, why hint at the fact that you would love to be more offensive? I, that's fine. Just do it, Vance. I mean, you're starting an alt. You're, try you're trying to start an alternate, an alternative to the NFL that uh, is supposedly going to be successful, which is the most ludicrous idea. And anyway, so, um... In Raw, uh, Mr. McMahon, before that match, said, Get her done, which was ridiculous. Uh, Heavy Machinery made their uh, debut, and I was very entertained by that. But that was after a Bobby Lashley, Apollo Crews pose-off, which was funny. And then Eli Elias sang a song about the pose-off. There was a messy segment with Alexa Bliss doing her Moment of Bliss segment that again ended in chaos, and all the women's roster out on the stage uh, kind of rolling around each other. It didn't make any sense. It was hard to follow their were too many people on the stage rolling around spinning around in circles and you know Sasha Banks is gonna face Ronda Rousey at the pay-per-view event it's so much to follow so I'm really hoping that the predictions I'm making at least whatever actually happens this weekend is a big step in a direction of change I would be happy at this point just watching MLW until AEW comes out, and I'll watch all the W's, and I'll watch Impact on Twitch when I can catch it and play around in the chat room during the commercial breaks because it's really fun. But uh, we also had SmackDown. Now, SmackDown is obviously better than Raw. has been better than Raw for months, uh, much better than Raw, even though the ratings are falling on both shows. You know, it seems like they're maybe, you know, like people are saying on the WrestleCast, WrestleCast Nation overall generally is saying that they think... Uh, smack more efforts being put into SmackDown because they got the deal with Fox to put SmackDown on Fox. So Fox needs to see that SmackDown is better run than Raw, which is uh, so the consp the conspiracies here sometimes run deeper than truth telling. And I'll tell you, uh, sometimes it's more taxing than the IRS. And I'm not talking about Erwin R. Schuster. Anyway, uh, I saw a little bit of NXT. The Velveteen Dream was there. I hope the Velveteen Dream goes up to the main roster. I don't know what's what's there for at NXT for him. There's a few people that are in that situation. It's about time to go up and inject some fun into the into the main scene. So I'm not really going to go over my predictions for uh, NXT TakeOver. I could tell you about SmackDown. Um, you know, Mandy Rose had a match against Naomi and beat Naomi. Okay, I guess, I you know. How much did she pay that photographer in the hotel room to take pictures of Jimmy reaching out to her or whatever she was trying to do? How much did that guy get paid for that BS? Uh, that's what I'd be more interested in. But Mandy beat Naomi. Um, Brian, uh, you know, he had an amazing promo, Daniel Bryan, this week about the baby boomers hoarding everything and squeezing the rest of us because they don't put anything back in and how people consume and people uh, drive their cars and AJ Styles was there and he's like, hey man, how'd you get here? Did you ride a bike? And I like AJ Styles' character. That's great. Offsetting Daniel Bryan's character. This is a great feud and they are going to meet up this Sunday. So let's get to the Raw, the Royal Rumble predictions. Uh, Shane and Miz had their match against the bar and the bar put Shane through a table on top of Miz after Sheamus kicked 
a Shane in the face so hard on the slow motion you could see all of his teeth jiggle. And it was terrible. He, it looked like he kicked him so hard, but of course Shane is penniless. He uh, lost everything on bad investments, so he's got to take a pro kick to the face and get powerbomb through the announce table onto Mias, which is setting up, you know, a lot of people think the Mias, uh, Shane's going to turn on the Mias and the Miz is going to turn face and turn heel and turn face. What are these terms, face and heel? Really, look at yourself. Analyze yourself and tell yourself, tell yourself whether you're a face or a heel based on your actions in real life. Are you an overall face or an overall heel? Or are you a quote-unquote tweener? All you got to do is look in the mirror, pal, and uh, you'll see how hard it is in this modern age with what we know and what we're sharing with each other and what knowledge we have to decide whether someone is a strict face or a heel, a generalization as destructive as any other. Anyway, um, on to WWE's Royal Rumble predictions. So, I'm going to lay out a scenario for you, uh, listeners. I'm going to lay out a scenario uh, that I'll make my predictions match specific predictions after I lay out this scenario that would obviously have lasting effects uh, on the predictions. Lasting, the predictions depend, the scenario depends on the predictions coming true, so I'll lay out the scenario first. So, I didn't watch NXT TakeOver. It just happened. I'm going to try to release this podcast really quick so maybe some of you if you haven't listened to this and you haven't seen takeover yet and you listen to it before the royal rumble you're like oh wow he got it right so factions factions have been missing for a long time we we always get little bits of factions the new day lucha house party uh titus worldwide was a short-lived uh faction that kind of fell apart what was the um the brawn dolph uh, drew the dogs of war right uh, instead of hounds of just <laughs> anyway the shield right that's a fact they've only been three person factions though how long has it been since WD ha- wwe had a faction invasion and what was it that brought on the attitude era that brought on the record numbers that brought on the um huge changes in wwe that resulted in the product that we watch today it was the factions the factions uh Back in that era, you had the uh, the Nation of Domination, the Ministry of Darkness, the the um, the Heart Found. I mean, the Heart Foundation stable. I, right now, Balor has been teed up to this main event. And he's saying he's not going to come out as the demon. You know, everybody likes to talk about heel turns. What if Balor takes this opportunity? And we have AJ Styles involved in a main event as well. We have uh, uh, Gallows and Anderson involved in the Royal Rumble. I'm sure. Um, the Good Brothers, like, we could have, or, okay, so let me lay this out, so, we could go all the way here, there's two sets of four horse, horse women, there's a four horse women, NXT, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch, there's a four horse women of MMA, that's the, um, see, I don't even know who they are, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, um, Arsh but they have an opportunity here. So the news came out that Ronda Rousey, she wants to have babies. She doesn't want to do WWE necessarily for the next year or so. She wanted to end the year at WrestleMania. So let's end the year at WrestleMania on the highest note we can. Becky Lynch was supposed to be bad. I think she is bad. She's a bully. She beat up her friend for trying to do something Becky Lynch wanted to do too, and she lost the match, and she beat up her friend for it, and then everyone said she's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Anyway, she's the man. 
and she's part of the Four Horsewomen. So, she has a match uh, this Sunday, and uh, Sasha Banks has a match this Sunday as well. Notice that they teed up Sasha Banks and Finn Balor to the plate, to the big plate, to the big plate, and they promised the big changes over Christmas. What if there's a formation of a Balor club? And this could, maybe there's interference, maybe they mess with Brock before the match, but they, AJ Styles, the good brothers. Maybe we have some WWE additions that weren't in the Balor Club, Bullet Club, outside of WD, but, you know, they're getting threatened by AEW. Doesn't it make sense that they'd respond back uh, trying to do what AEW, they think AEW is going to do? They try to catch up with the Balor Club, Bullet Club, Balor, blah, 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 blah. They put Balor over. He beats Brock Lesnar, but also, quote-unquote, turns heel, but he, he he uses his connections. Now, does AJ Styles beat Daniel Bryan for the other title? I don't know. Maybe. It might be worth it if it's going to be this big, big chance. But this is a big chance that WWE doesn't take these huge chances all the time anymore. So it would depend if some writer in the back had this idea and put it forth. But so, AJ Styles, the Balor Club. The Balor Club reforms. And in TakeOver, which I haven't watched yet, so this might have already not happened, the Four Horsemen of NXT, something happens there to where they're going to show up. Regardless of what happened on TakeOver, Shayna Baszler um, and the other two, uh, Shafir and the... I'm sorry, I don't know the name. They're so new to it, but I feel like they could rocket them up because Ronda Rousey might be leaving. So those Four Horsewomen come up to... WWE, they interfere in the women's rumble. And what if? So what if Becky wins the belt from Asuka, Charlotte wins the Royal Rumble, and Sasha and Bailey in the months between after Sasha something because Sasha's in the match with Ronda Rousey. So if let's say the three horsewomen of of MMA show up to be in Ronda Rousey's corner, like kind of a quote-unquote heel turn, and Sasha Banks is there in the match with Rousey, and the four horsewomen of NXT show up to back her up, and this is like the main event. I don't know. But so, this is my prediction for this weekend. The four horsewomen of MMA, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, and those other two, and the four horsewomen of NXT, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and the Balor Club, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Gallows and Andersons. I'm hoping the key is that Kofi Kingston wins the Royal Rumble, setting up the New Day to go against the Balor Club, setting up the New Day to get some new members, setting up the Balor Club to get some new members, and go up against each other for a while. Let's do some factions. That's my hope. That's my dream. So let me go match my match through the Royal Rumble. Uh, In the Men's Rumble, I'm hoping Kofi Kingston wins so the New Day can go up against, maybe even the Undisputed Era comes up as a surprise surprise call-up. Women's Rumble, I'm guessing Charlotte Flair is going to win so that we can put the story together. Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks, I think Rousey will retain. Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor, I'm going to go all the way out where no one's going in the WrestleCast Nation and say Finn Balor has a chance of winning this thing and maybe even will form a new new faction called the Balor Club with, uh, you know, the people in WWE that they can associate they want those. Uh, we got Bertie Murphy versus Tazawa versus Atami versus Callisto. I think a Hideo Atami does have a chance of taking this belt off Buddy Murphy this Sunday, and I'm going to go with a Hideo Atami to win the 
uh, Cruiserweight Championship. AJ Bryan versus, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> let's try that again. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. I think the vegan Daniel Bryan may lose the belt at this point, which would be funny because he's apparently about to turn it into a, san- a sustainable belt, which means it won't be leather. Uh, he, uh, he's And it's been leather for a long time. He's going to lose the belt to AJ Styles, I think, because there's going to be a Balor Club heel bad guy formation type of thing. We got the Bar versus Miz and Shane. I hope Miz and Shane win it because they deserve to win it because they are two-thirds the best in the world. Rusev versus Nakamura for the U.S. title. I don't know why I think Nakamura might win it back, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's going to AEW. Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Well, I wish Asuka... I, maybe Asuka can join the Balor Club. I don't know, but I hope Asuka... If my predictions are right about the faction overload that we're about to experience, I hope Asuka can find a place because Asuka is not a talent that should be wasted. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us here on Ring of Tyranny. Join us next week. Check the info for links to the uh, uh, appropriate whatever we talked about in the show in the segments here and there. Keep watching. Keep being great. Keep being you. Hashtag Russellcast Nation. Good night. Alan John's Ring of Tyranny was recorded at a secret location in Texas. Uh, well, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email BerniePresido at gmail.com or 3HorsesRadio at gmail.com. That's the number three. Uh, thank you again for listening. Come back. There's going to be more episodes. Uh, we'll probably have some t-shirts and maybe some mixtapes coming out. At some point, we'll figure out a way you can donate. Uh, keep this ad free. And uh, Alan wants you all to know he loves his little warriors. And... Uh, He wants you to keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, I know it's fake, you loser. 